You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. This is Mike. And Chris. And Chris, what are we talking about this evening? So we're going to talk about family, dealing with your in-laws, and embarrassment. Like shitting yourself? So, potentially. Because we did talk about, on our last episode, we talked about me almost shitting myself with uh, on my son's birthday. Mm-hmm. So we, we can kind of get into that like what 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 does your family do to embarrass you because that's common especially when you're a teenager all right well let me just right out of the gate let me just say my in-laws are fantastic my mother-in-law and her husband not my wife's father i never met him but my uh my mother-in-law and her husband are absolutely amazing wonderful kind generous people with whom i love to spend time nice so my father-in-law is the bomb. He is one of the most handy and just awesome guys I've ever met. So he's not actually an explosive? No. Okay. He's super laid back. Yeah. He, he's crazy laid back. And just a, he's a sweet guy. I've never seen him be anything other than good to Tara, the kids, myself. Uh, I, you know, He even got me an interview, so I had a job with him for a little bit. Um, super, super sweet man. And, like, ever since I've known Tara, he's built uh, custom furniture for, like, she's been, he's been doing that her whole life. But he built her an office once. Oh, sweet. In our closet when we lived in a condo. So he built this incredible office area. And he built a bed for the kids that had giant pull-out drawers to put toys in. All kinds of cool stuff. That's nice. So he's never embarrassed you? No. Um, my mother-in-law, I don't really get along with. We don't really talk to her. Uh, but that's for a whole set of reasons, and I'm not really going to go into that one. Okay. Just just out of respect to Tara. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, um, I get that. Now. I mean, I made up this whole story about loving memories family. So, you know, out of respect. I'm kidding. No, right, they're, right. No, they're great. They're wonderful people. So. Uh, gr- my family, though, it's fucking shit show. Gr- growing up, what did your parents do to embarrass you? Um, so I have to say my parents never did anything in particular specifically to, well, that's not true. I don't know how to put this. So like my parents never embarrassed me in public, like, oh, dad, but my dad is pretty aggressive verbally, uh, especially when you're talking about politics. So he is an attorney by trade and he's a very hardworking man. You know, he had a wife and three kids and he went to law school during the day. He worked third, third shift at a steel foundry at night. I mean, ass buster. Yeah, I mean, the guy was yeah. an ass buster. Now, as an old man, lazy as fuck, but actually that's not true either. My dad works really hard on his hobbies and working around the house. But, you know, he never like in public embarrassed me. But when I was in high school, he did embarrass me pretty thoroughly. So I was um, working. I'm sorry, I wasn't working. I I don't know where my fucking head is crazy tonight. It's a shame we don't edit these episodes properly because we got to cut all that bullshit out. We edit them pretty well. So I like to keep a lot of the organic stuff because we have good conversation and it's funny. So I'm in high school and I'm uh, doing a lock-in at school. Now, it wasn't like a traditional school lock and we're like, oh, the seniors are going to get locked in. This was the debate team and our debate coach had got it cleared that we could don't fucking smirk at me because I was on the debate team. You fucking prick. I'm smirking because your dad was a lawyer and you were on the debate team. Yeah. Who to thunk it? So 
uh, debate coach, Mr. Pierce, gets it cleared that we can have the debate team stay overnight in the school. Well, my partner, Mark Harris, and I were pretty successful at what they call policy or team debate. And there were some pretty crucial pieces of evidence for our case, our affirmative case, that I had forgotten that I needed to go home. Um, and I had walked there, so I'm a high school student without a car. And uh, I live about a mile or so away from the school. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much a straight shot and one right turn from the high school to my house. I mean, no shit. So Mr. Pierce is like, okay, but you're taking people with you. So you're going to go as a group and you're going to be safe and whatever, right? So big group of us, myself, my debate partner, Mark, and a bunch of, you know, various boys and girls from the debate team. There must have been fuck 10 of us, right? My dad was going through a divorce with his second wife. Now, my dad has picked some real winners in his life, and they get better every time. He's on his third marriage, and I always tell him that I, I can't wait for number four because she's going to be a real peach. But he was divorcing his second wife, and she had uh, damn near broken his arm, slamming a car door on it when he was trying to get some things out of the back of the car that belonged to her him that she was trying to take and so now my dad's a drinker and uh, I come home I open the door and I open it you know wide enough I'm gonna walk in like nobody's business and you know everybody's you know the group of kids are behind me like yeah come on in guys whatever so my dad is in the kitchen arm in a sling Walther PPK, uh, James Bond's gun for yeah. those of you that aren't into guns it's got a Walther PPK pointed right at me because he's drunk off his ass and assumes that it's Pam coming into the house and he's going to make sure that she doesn't come into the house. So I put up my hands and I was like, Dad, it's just me. And motherfucker doesn't put the gun down, just stares at me for a minute. And I wasn't scared because I knew he wasn't going to shoot me. But the people behind me that had walked from school with me were fucking terrified. That's amazing. Yeah. And so then my dad sees this group of kids. He recognizes that it's me, puts the gun down, doesn't put it away, just drops his arm and walks into the other room, sits down and continues drinking. I thought you were going to say something like <laughs> pulled it out and started beating off into the crowd. No, that's when my friends would come over and my dad and his buddies would be watching pornography. <laughs> that happened? Oh, yeah. More that's than once. hysterical. Yeah, no, my dad my dad and his buddies, this, this real fucking scumbag who I won't name, but he used to hang out with this real piece of shit. And this is back when we were young, and they would leer at my girlfriends and, and just creepy stuff. Yeah. yeah. So then another time, my girlfriend at the time, who became my wife, she and I are in my bedroom, buck naked, on the floor, Going to town. She's on top of me. Fucking my door opens. It's my dad. And he's like, hey, you're going to come help us carry in these groceries. <laughs> doesn't close the door. Doesn't. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Stares at me waiting for a response. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, dad, I'll be right there. Okay. <laughs> Closes the door. It's like, my God. That's hysterical. Yeah, no, he's a, he's oh, he was amazing. So growing up. Uh, my dad was single for most of my childhood or between relationships. And because, you know, my parents divorced when I was young. I was like, I think a year old, less than a year old. I was real young. Don't remember my parents. And you're the oldest. Yeah, I'm the oldest. I don't remember my parents being divorced. Um, my mom remarried and had three other kids with her new husband who is responsible for basically raising me. Uh, I think your dad's resentful about that. 
I don't know. No, we, 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 no, we, we'll get to that. We, we can get into there. Yeah. Um, so anytime we would go out and there was a girl, server, whatever, he'd be like, you're so pretty. You're pretty. Ugh. Oh, and I was like, would you just shut just the oozing desperation? Fuck? It was yeah. so sad. Yeah. And I'm like, dad, stop it. Knock that shit off. Like, this isn't funny. It's not cute. Like, she doesn't like it. She's not responding well to it. No girl wants to be told that. They want you to flirt with them. You tell them they're pretty later. You look really nice this evening when you go to pick them up, something like that. Not as soon as you see them. You're pretty. Yeah. That's a fucking Neanderthal thing to do. Your turd cutter looks remarkable in those pants. It, it, see, you could get a smile that way. Yeah. He didn't do anything to get a smile. They'd yeah. be like, oh, God. <laughs> Ew, creepy they, old guy. They would do this. They'd make this, like... They'd show their teeth. Yeah. Halfway that out. clenched. Yeah, yeah, like halfway out of defense. Like, yeah. I will fucking bite your face off. And halfway out of I'm trying to look polite. Yeah. So they would, you know, make that. And uh, it was fucking awful. Yeah. The, but, yeah, the only time my mom would embarrass us in public is when she'd hit us. Oh, oh, God. Your mom was probably awful. Oh, she was a monster. So there was one time where I had a girl over. My dad was at an AA meeting. And, uh, that took, yeah, right. And, uh, he was sober for <laughs> As like, we sit here drinking our beers. He was sober for like eight years. Um, but he's at, he goes to an AA meeting. So this girl comes over, we start like making out and her shirt comes off mm. and up in open, you know, pops the door open. He's like, Oh, Hey, huh? So she freaking bolts to the bathroom. Right. And instead of like going into the other room and getting what he was going to get and leaving, he was like, I should have waited longer. You'd have had more clothes off of her. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? That's dicked up. Oh, it was fucked up. Yeah, no, if your roommate says that, that's funny. Your We're, dad says that, it's fucking gross. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Um, so that was highly embarrassing. And, you know, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. I'm like, well, he didn't really seem to care. I'm like, he was more upset that you were wearing as much clothing as you were. You told her? Of course I did. Oh, dude, that was a mistake. Oh, it was funny. Because then she thinks your dad's a... I mean, he is a creeper. He was... But she's... You've confirmed for her that he's a creeper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not cool. He called her Pocahontas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, like Avenue Q says, everyone's a little bit racist. Well, so she was uh, like Eskimo or something like that. Her dad was Eskimo. So she she looked like an Indian. First of all, like Native American. it's, It's Inuit. But whatever. Well, like a Native American, like what everybody thinks of is Pocahontas, basically. And that was fucking horrible so he'd be like hey is pocahontas coming over today i'm like no never again yeah because she doesn't like to be called pocahontas because that's not her fucking name she's freaked out she's freaked out by you bro she's freaked out by the fact that you want to see her titties so yeah that was that was fucking super embarrassing um when i was 16 i moved out of my mom's and moved in with my dad and i lived with my dad for like a month or less oh really that short it was super short Mm. And uh, I got home one night with my girlfriend at the time, and my dad was drunk off his ass. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't live with you anymore. I'm leaving. So I basically storm out. We go to my aunt and uncle's house, and my uncle is like, hey, he's like, you just stay with me, man. Uh, I have awesome relationship with my uncle. He's amazing. Um, 
like I, I'm very fortunate because it's not like I didn't have strong male influence in my life because my parents were divorced. I did. I had a stepdad that was awesome. My dad took me on his weekends and I had, uh, you know, uncles that I was, that were like big brothers to me. Your mom's brothers or your dad's my brothers? My dad's brothers. Um, and my grandpa was pretty active in my fu- life as well. How fucked is that? Like, why is it that your siblings are a better father figure to your children than you are? my dad was a partier and it wasn't about being a better father figure. I guess it was at that, at that point it was, I'm not called bullshit. So I mean, let me, I'm going to ask you point blank. Yeah, shoot. Were your uncles, particularly the uncle in question, uncle, a big, be- J. Well, girl, b- uncle big J, uncle BJ, big J, uncle blowjob, uh, uncle big J, uncle, uncle drills, <laughs> uncle drills chicks in the shitter and then gets them pregnant. Not him. Uh, okay. Other. Uh, yeah. So, this, one, okay. this one's a golden gloves champion. All right. So uncle blowjob, was he a, well, I'm sorry. He's a golden gloves champion. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was uncle <laughs> big J all due respect? Was he a better father figure than your actual bio dad? Um, in some ways, yes. Some ways, no. So like my dad was my dad. I knew that. Well, I get it. Your your dad yeah. your dad your but, dad shot a hot load up into your mom yeah. that stuck. I got and, well, it. And he yeah. he like since I've been an adult, my dad has helped me with money and all kinds of like my dad has done his done his best to be there in the ways that he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate it. And one of the reasons that he moved to Texas was because I was having a kid mm. at twenty and didn't have a good job or anything like Were that. Were you in Tejas at the time? What did your dad move to Texas to be with you? No, I lived here. I okay. lived here. And then so he moved to he Texas? Was, he was basically working shit $12 an hour jobs because he lost his job mm-hmm. uh, for Ford. Um, they shut his plant down and sent it to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically mo- he was working shitty jobs that he could barely get by on. And he's like, dude, he's like, I, he's like, I have to go. So, so he left the state to get a better job to, to get help a better financially job. support. Yeah, you. to help. That's solid. Well, yeah, that yeah. if I needed him, and I ended up living in his house for five years. Yeah. So you know, and a lot of the times I couldn't even pay my rent, so he would help me with that. Like yeah. he would. So my dad has done a lot for me. So no, I I won't say that my uncle was a better father figure or anything like that. There have been times where yes, absolutely, but not always. Yeah, perhaps a better role model. And it's absolutely Again, same thing. Ab- absolutely. So, uh, my my uncle, uh, shout out to you, Uncle Big J. So he, uncle job. yeah, he stuck it out with his wife for a long time. Um, was always like, anytime me or my cousins had something going on, he was there. Uncle Big J was there. Like he was wow. always there for you. Uh, and he wanted to be there. Like if we were doing sports or if I'd have like a, I did Taekwondo and stuff. So if I did a Taekwondo demo or something like that, he was there. Uncle Big J had to be there. Um, he would take us to fucking Toys R Us all the time. Like it, it, it we were his life hmm. and, uh, it, I definitely, he doesn't have kids of his own. Does he does. He? he does. Oh, he has a son who I grew up very close to, you hmm. know, my little cousin. Um, so he's always just been there for us. And he's amazing for that. And uh, so I, I go to stay with my uncle, basically. I go over there, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, my dad's drunk. And he's like, fuck, dude. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, you can stay here. It, like, there was no, hmm. th- there was no, can I stay? It was like, you, you know, you stay here now. Right. And that was it. So Right. It was a non-negotiable thing. It was like, you're going to stay here. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to make sure you've got a good, safe place to be. So my dad shows up drunk. Did your dad ever touch you? No. Uh, my dad shows up Not drunk. Not even, like. Just a little finger. Yeah, my little my dad's trying to get like 
physical, physically violent with me. I can get into that too. So uh, my dad shows up drunk at Uncle Big Jay's house, and he's like trying to talk. And Jay's like, "Dude, you just need to get the fuck out of here." Yeah. First of all, even if we were on equal footing as fighters, you are impaired. Oh, there there was yeah. no equal footing here. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that's what I was yeah. my point. Yeah. yeah. So like, my, my dad is always been scrappy and like if you you know you talk to his friends they're like your dad can kick some ass um but he's never like he's never really taken care of himself and stuff like right that. he's so, not disciplined like like uncle blowjob yeah yeah uh so he's like he starts getting mouthy with uncle big jane my me and my girlfriend are sitting on the couch the world <laughs> series is on because the cardinals are in the world series this is 2005 mm. and uh Jay just fucking grabs my dad and starts like ragged out, throwing him around. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. Now this girl that I'm dating, violent things like this don't happen in her family. Right. They do in mine. Yeah. And uh, like we would be fucking eating lunch and somebody would be going after somebody. It freaks people out though, right? Because they're not. Yeah. They're not accustomed to this. I mean, 20, 26 years later, my wife is still not used to it. But anyway. So this girl's like, holy shit, this is happening. And I'm like, yeah, this is happening. You know, this kind of shit happens, I guess. Um, so that that was fucking super embarrassing. Like my yeah. recovering alcoholic dad is fucking drunk. We show up and I'm like, fuck. And then he shows up drunk where I'm moving. Right. And that it was fucked. So that yeah, was weird. That's hard. It man. was weird. Um, but yeah, there was a, that was that was embarrassing as shit. Yeah. Yeah. See, my mom never did anything embarrassing overtly like that with the exception of the the only thing that you know i was ashamed of is that when she would hit us in public and this is a long time ago back when you could hit your kids in public and people were just like ah fuck it you must be an asshole fucking hit your kid right yeah so but she never did things like that now she would be very embarrassing to me like when i would one time i walked in on her masturbating and that was very uncomfortable and yet I still, my preferred form of pornography is watching women masturbate. I think there's You're a, fucked up. I think there's a connection there, but I don't know what that connection would be. Okay. Um, but, you know, I try to avoid the pornography because as a wise woman once told me, pornography is infidelity. So I just don't engage. Hats off to my yeah. wife. Yeah. I just don't engage in the pornography. Okay. But gross yeah but yeah no i i don't know man i i i've I'm, i've been very very fortunate i mean aside my parents were always horrible behind closed doors um my mom was occasionally horrible in public but you know nothing you know like my, my dad never shit himself or threw up on himself or <laughs> got drunk and got into a brawl with my uncle over i mean my dad man fucking when my dad was a kid he was a monster he was amazing one time they're sitting there eating 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 a, a meal right my dad's from a relatively big family especially compared to today my dad's the oldest of six and uh the third oldest my uncle mark is reaching across my dad's plate to get something and my dad's like mark stop it mark don't re- mark if you reach across my plate again i'm gonna stab you with my fork mark reached across his plate boom right in the fucking back of his hand now my grandpa's a doctor <laughs> but dad just boom stuck him another time when they were really young my uh, my dad might i think my dad might be a sociopath oh absolutely so my uncle, my uncle Gary, he goes by Garrett now. My uncle Garrett and my dad are on a foot race, right? And my grandpa 
He says, all right, ready, set. And Garrett runs before he says go, at least according to my dad's version of the story. So my dad, being my dad, who's a fucking monster, he doesn't run. He lets Garrett do his thing. He walks into the garage. He gets a ball-peen hammer. Oh my Garrett God. comes back, and my dad cracks him across the head. <laughs> Your dad's, like, fucking Kane. He's like, Kane. That's Kane and Abel so right there. Your dad tried to kill... Well, Kane tried to kill Abel with a rock. Oh, my God. Uh, so good. Uncle Gary still has a dent in his head. No, Uncle Gary... So, Garrett actually is... And, and this is no lie. This is why I am in such a disappointment to my family, um, because they're all my dad's side of the family. So successful. Um, my uncle Garrett is actually one of the top leukemia, basically, you know, blood cancer researchers in the United States. I mean, he's in, in the medical field of cancer studies. He's a really, really big deal. Okay. Um, which is which is pretty cool. But my dad's an attorney, um, and he was relatively successful. My aunt Mariette is an attorney, and she's very successful. She married the dean of a law school, um, who's very successful. We've got a we've got a problem with Chris's dogs being beautiful. Oh, she was chewing on she was chewing on Chris's son's arrows, and his son's working very hard to be a Hawkeye or a Merlin. If, a Merlin, if I have anything to say about so it. So one of them's a Merlin, one's a Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. The older one's a Merlin. Yeah, because he uses logic and intellect, and the other one <laughs> is a Hawkeye yeah. because he uses his dexterity. Mm. So and cunning. Yeah. So then my uncle my uncle Mark was a hospital administrator for a long time. Um, you know, my my aunt Mariette has had a variety of different successes, sort of in, uh, in in being an entrepreneur and blah blah blah. My uncle Paul sold medical equipment for many many years. My mom's side of the family is all pretty blue collar, right? I mean, they were obviously from different sides of the tracks, which is interesting because the two families never really got along, but. My dad got my mom pregnant when they were very young, and they're both from larger Catholic families, and fuck, you get married, that's just what you do. Yeah. Right? But if there were ever two people who probably should have had an abobo, it's my parents. Nice. Yeah, they, I mean, they just, they just, you know, I mean, there's people in this world that just don't want to have kids, and my parents' generation is really the first generation of people that did not have children for slave labor on the farm, but they had children because they thought they were supposed to have children. But I don't think either of them were happy to be parents, particularly my mother. But That's wild. Yeah, any which way. So, embarrassing family stories. My mother was more so embarrassing because she was super controlling um i was the oldest and uh, you got a whole edible thing like you want to come and she's tugging on your balls and telling you you can't come yeah it's basically and, like that and telling you to think of something gross so you open your eyes and no uh, <laughs> no so um so you've never had sex with your mom no absolutely not that's fucked up man that's yeah, weird gross um so i fuck my mom all the time she would uh you motherfucker yeah oh um, yeah for sure yeah. so she would uh, basically always just kind of be around if, like, my friends and I were hanging out and just overly there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Mom, fucking quit. And if I was, like, trying to go do something with my friends, she'd be like, are there going to be girls there? 
And I'm like, no, mom, there, there can't be girls there. So then, you know, we'd be sneaking off to hang out with girls. And one of the first dates that I ever went on was with a friend of mine. And she, uh, was she jealous? No, like she wanted you all to herself. Maybe. So I mean, you're a handsome man. I could totally see. Why I'm, I'm the whole... ugly one out of my brothers. Believe Shut that. up. True story. Wow. So I'm the ugly one out of my brother. Yeah. The the <laughs> the middle one, the the schizophrenic one, looks. Whoa! Like... You just threw him under the schizophrenic bus. Well, I mean, he is. He's... You're like it's on my podcast, bitches. Well, I mean, he he is. It's all right. Um, he can't do anything, you know, to help it. It's not like he's a bad guy for. Having a right, it's, yeah, it's disorder. Not his fault. Yeah, 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 sure, uh, sure. So he's got a chemical imbalance, and uh, he looks like a fucking Abercrombie model. Wow. Yeah, he's a good-looking kid, um, and he, he, you know, he was taking care of himself for a while, so mm. he worked out. He's got like nice broad shoulders. Just mm. he's about six feet tall. Like we should have him on the show. Just yeah, so right. Ogle him. So. Good or is it ogle? Anyway, I'll Oogling, stare at him. Oogling and ogle. Yeah, I'll probably just so jack off he, right under the table. At he's him. a real good-looking kid, um, but. Yeah, so I'm I'm the ugly one out of my brothers, and uh, I guess I got the bad genes with my alcoholic father. <laughs> um, so she would she would like the first date that I went on. There we go. That's where we were. So the first date that I go on, uh, that my mom knew about. My friend and I. She take my mom takes us to the movie theater, which was fucking weird in and of itself. And she's like, "All right, um, I'm gonna go see a movie. You guys just be out here, not a minute after your movie's done." And it's like, what the fuck, mom? Like, we're trying to hang out and stuff. And she's like, no, it's cool. And like, you, you just, you be right back here. I'll be here. I'll be waiting. And I'm like, she's like, my movie gets over first. Don't worry. Did uh, she smell your finger when you were done? No. She'd she come out and she's like, Christopher, let me smell your finger. Yeah. I know pussy anywhere. And you're like, mom, it's been stuck in my armpit. What are you talking about? Yeah. Mom, no, no. <laughs> so that, that was weird. Like, just how overly involved she was for a while and then now like i i'm the i'm the old one i'm the fuck up mm -hmm. in uh, in so many ways not all of them um but i'm i'm like the the one that's you know 30 and had kids too early and all that stuff so uh you mean the one with a stable job who's extremely successful at what they're doing and pulling down a lot of money I, it's not a lot but it's enough it Compared to what I'm making, it's a lot of money. Well, I offered. Yeah, I did, but it's not for me, man. You could do it. You could make. You could have a lot of fun because we get to make dick and fart jokes all oh, the time. Oh God, you're not. You're tempting, but you work so many fucking hours. I don't want to do that, man. I'm taking. I, I'm taking my Thursdays off now. Hi, babe. Yeah, I'm taking my Thursdays off now. So I get two days off. I'm cool. But uh. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the I'm the outcast right now. I've got my youngest brother is getting ready to go off to college. Uh, he's got the head on his shoulders and all that. You know, one of them, the the really good looking one that has some mental problems. He uh, he is in here. I got you. Oh, thanks, bud. He is in um he's in and out of like psychiatric help right now. So that one's kind of tough. But uh, the I don't know. I guess I'm not the total fuck up, but middle of the road fuck up yeah i mean i can't go i mean i can't say that your middle i can't say that your brother is a fuck up it's not his fault he's well, got I, like you said he's got a chemical imbalance in his brain so i've got three little brothers and one of them struggles with some like depression i guess is what it is but sure. he doesn't he doesn't try so so let me let me say this as someone who i mean i just saw my psychiatrist yesterday today's tuesday yeah i just saw my psychiatrist yesterday so at, 
mental illness is a genetic thing. So here's what I'm curious about. Yeah. So your brothers are biologically half. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. you have the same mother but different fathers. Yeah. So alcoholism is a mental disorder or disease, blah, 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 blah. So the mental illness and mental illness is genetic. Yeah. So do you think it comes from their father or your mother? So I I, Ooh, I we've gone from being embarrassing stories to talking about genetic psyche. So I I probably have some kind of mental problems Um, because I'm definitely obsessive to an extent. Uh, So uh, my dad's an alcoholic, Mm -hmm. so he's an obsessive person. Well, so a substance abuse is actually, I mean, self-medication is very, very common Mm. for people who have mental illnesses. It's also common for people with high IQ. Uh, so like I used to have a high IQ. If you go to an AA meeting, technically the the people in that AA meeting generally have a higher IQ than most of the people in a Fortune 500 company. Hmm. Uh, it, it which is bizarre because a lot of them are just serious underachievers. Degenerate. They're they're the cult of the subject. They they, yeah. they can. Um. So that that's kind of bizarre. But uh, yeah. I mean, I I think I probably have some kind of mental problems. I'm sure. Um. They're not diagnosed, and I would prefer to keep them that way. No, it's not good. No, I mean, so I, I was uh, my I was feeling lethargic the other day, and like apparently that's a symptom of depression. Mm-hmm. And like I've had times where I've been depressed, but it's generally when something shitty's been going on. It's not, and generally speaking, I don't think I'm a depressed person. Um, I'm a pretty ambitious person, stuff like that. But I'm definitely obsessive. So like when there's something that I want or I want to move toward. That's really all I think about. Mm-hmm. So I, I get like that. But uh, so I uh, back to my genetics. On my mom's side, I think like my great-grandma or something like that um, was mildly retarded. Yeah. <laughs> so they, there's there's that. Uh, my And my mom's mom... Um, I never knew her. She died before I was born. Mm-hmm. She uh, she died when my mom was a teenager. Oh, that's harsh. It was rough. Our, what? Man, it's just, I mean, our dads are both alcoholics, and my mom's dad died when she was oh, a really? little kid. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so my mom's mom died when my mom was a teenager, and she was a, uh, she was a shotgun adoption. So, like, my... We called her Grandma Granny, my great-grandma, my mom's grandma that adopted my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She uh, she basically told my grandma's dad that she uh, he went over to get her. She ran away from home to Grandma Granny's house, and he showed up, and Grandma Granny sh- pulled a shotgun out and was like, if you ever come back, I'll kill you. She's like, so you just stay the fuck away. Mm-hmm. She lives here now. This is my daughter. Baller. Oh, beast. Well, she was a secret agent. I found out her her funeral. Yeah, this lady was a fucking monster. That's awesome. Um, so learned a lot of cool stuff about her. She hit her brother with a ball peen hammer. No, <laughs> no, but uh, like I, there's definitely like mental disorder yeah. in my mother's side, and clearly on my father's side. You know, alcoholism runs rampant on my dad's side of the uh, family. Uh, alcoholism runs rampant on both sides of my 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 mom and my dad. My my families. Yeah. My mom said she's got men in her family that have alcoholism. Now that's one that I know. I don't. I don't really struggle with. Like I don't have to yeah. drink all the time. I'll enjoy a drink, and I will get belligerent ass drunk sometimes. Yeah. But it's generally in a uh, 
in like a social setting. Right. I don't really I, sit at I, home and drink. I, I mean, I struggle. I struggle with not drinking. Really? I don't. I don't get dropped down drunk. Right. But uh, I mean, I drink. Almost. You do. It, you do it for the buzz. Yeah. I mean, I I drink every day. I mean, I'll, I'll have, but two beers is always my limit. Okay. Unless I don't have to work the next day, and then I might have a might have three or four beers, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I alcoholism is rampant on both sides of my family, and so I definitely struggle with substance abuse. Well, I think it's common though for, like you said, people with depression or like some kind of mental disorder. I I don't know. No, it's true because I mean, it's it, it is a it's a matter of self self medication. But me as a person, I mean, escapism has always been my thing, right? Yeah. Whether it is television or going to the movies or reading a book or a comic book or a role-playing game or whatever, anything that disconnects me from reality, that disconnects me from me and the here and now is something that I generally have engaged in. And so, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that I have substance abuse problems, but I definitely am a substance user. user. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I enjoy them. Yeah, I enjoy intoxication. I I I would like getting a buzz on being drunk, but like I didn't try weed for the first time till I was twenty five, and it was or I was twenty four, twenty five. It was the worst experience of my life. I fucking hated it. Hmm. Uh, like my brain is pretty hyperactive anyway, and with that, it was like on another level. Mm-hmm. So that was awful, and hmm. it, that's why I think maybe there's some kind of mental disorder with me because most right. most people it's it, it'll help you kind yeah. of focus on one thing. Yeah. It was not like that. I mean, for I don't. Me. I'm I'm not. I am not a doctor, and nor am I going to do a good job of quoting studies, but I have heard doctors say that if you have mental illness, that smoking marijuana might not be the best thing for you. Yeah, so it's not good for me. And my brother with uh, schizophrenia, um, his psychosis was brought on by an acid trip. Oh, I believe that. His first psychosis. Yeah. Uh, He's been in and out of psychosis for the last, like, seven or eight months. Wow. Yeah, it's craziness. Um he actually recently went back to a hospital. Like he's really struggling with it right now. Man, it's sad. I'm such great sympathy for him. Well, I, I mean, nothing terrifies me more than losing my faculties. Well, you know what's so funny about that? So my my grandpa had dementia, and like I think that's scarier than fucking being deluded. Agreed. So if you're completely delusional just because you're in a psychosis. There's some semblance of you still there because you're just trying to make sense of some craziness that's going on with your brain. That's normal, but just losing all control of your brain, that's terrifying. So, like, watching him at the end there, that was fucking horrendous, and I felt so bad for him. Like, one one of the last conversations that I had with him, he was getting to the point to where he was fighting with everybody about eating, and he had some chicken in front of him, like, hey, Grandpa, you know, you need to eat, and he goes, shut up. And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll smack the shit out of you. You're wearing a diaper, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll treat you like my cow puts you over my goddamn knee right? and spank you. So, And then uh, your grandpa got a boner. Well, here, so uh, It was really awkward. Uncle Big J was taking care of grandpa because that's Uncle Big J. Was, he's just a good dude. So he's taking care of grandpa. And uh, he's like, he wouldn't talk to me like that. And I'm mm. like, what, do you fucking punch him? 
Do you Golden Gloves champion his ass <laughs> in the living room? <laughs> it's like, motherfucker. Dad, take your take your dentures out because I don't want to break your teeth. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> well, he kept his teeth till the very end. Like, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. My my great grandmother did too. Yeah. My grandma's mom had all her teeth. I mean, she was really great about dental health. My grandpa had some pulled. Like it was on one side, and it was before his dementia got bad. Like uh, we we found out he had dementia pretty early, and yeah. like. 2004 2005 and it was when my grandma was diagnosed with cancer his wife oh jesus oh it was fucked dude um and she was she was the great champion that refused to die so they were like you've got three months to live and she lived for six years uh wow. she shit on cancer like total badass good on her um so she is you know busy kicking cancer's ass and he's got dementia and he's like this damn dementia and uh <laughs> he like he would say that he'd be like I, i'm so flustered this damn dementia and I'm like, Grandpa, that sucks. And he's like, it does suck. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my wife is battling cancer. She's dying. Yeah. Well, there was one day my cousin and I were fighting, and he, he came out, and he was pissed, and he's like, your grandma's in there fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. And I was oh, like, Grandma. <laughs> so I'm like, Grandma's not dying? <laughs> Oh, and she died like a year later. Well, well so I'm like, months, fuck. Whatever. I'm like, shit. She was dying. My yeah. bad. <laughs> My bad. Fantastic. Oh, man, so fucked up. No. Oh. So, like, as far as like genealogy goes, though, like, if if I could ever take a page out of somebody's book, it'd be hers. Um, her brother was diagnosed for can with cancer shortly after she was. And like he, his health went away very quickly. He had to go through radiation, a bunch of shit like that. And he was using a feeding tube. And she's she's at. We go to visit him one day, and uh, she's like, "Hey, did you eat?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he points at his feeding tube. She's like, "That's not fucking eating." And he's like, "Well, food doesn't taste the same." And she's like, "It doesn't taste the same for me either." She's like, "You just fucking eat it." And like that was the most badass and inspirational right. thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. Like you just you fucking do it because you have to. Right. That's Your body what it, needs fuel. That's what yeah. it takes. Yeah. Well, like anytime I start to feel like a little bitch and I don't want to do something, I'm like, you just fucking eat it. Like yeah. that's what I tell myself. So you, I just fucking eat it. Like I don't want to fucking work a bunch. Right. But I just do it because that's what I have to do yeah, to get what I want. Your, your wife and your children depend on you. Yeah. Well, it's because some fucking total badass said just eat it to somebody that was dying when she yeah. was dying. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking champion. You're a beast. Feeding tubes are feeding tubes are weird, man. That's it. They don't a, help. That's. But I mean, they they provide nutrients to the body. They, I mean, so I, I've watched you know a couple of people that I love die and. Like they're drinking insurance shit at the end, and like that doesn't it 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 it's not viable for survival. Like it's supposed to give you everything that you need to stay living, but it's not a viable option because it's not food. It's a bunch of processed shit that they stick in a bottle, and they're like, "This is gonna prolong." No, it isn't. So when I worked for a medical company, when I worked for Medical West, we you know feeding tubes was something that we did. And we had a number of patients that were that were on feeding tubes that were and it was honestly essential to their survival. I mean as far as the as far as the government is concerned, a feeding tube is a life-saving device. So even if someone defaults on their payments or what have you, we couldn't take that piece of equipment. You know, repo their feeding tube, rip no. it out of their belly button or whatever? No, we don't. Now, we would have to, after someone died, um, we would have to collect their feeding tubes. But 
my grandma could have kicked their asses. Yeah, I wish you absolutely could have. Because she'd have been like, you just fucking eat Fuck, real that's food. my favorite thing. When people, because, yeah, I mean, CPAP patients, okay, listen. If, and, 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 and don't take this personally because I, I am generalizing, but people with sleep apnea are awful human beings. And I say this to someone with sleep apnea. People with Medicaid and sleep apnea are the absolute the scum of the earth. Of their, they, they're the bottom of the fucking shit bowl. Oh, they're wow. <laughs> we were going to get hate mail for that one. <laughs> oh my God. For sure. Oh, my God. Nothing, you know what? We haven't gotten any hate mail. Fuck you guys. Yeah, nothing is worse than a Medicaid patient because, I mean, it is, it is they're truly the most just viciously entitled people in the universe. It's fucking horrible. I hated talking to people who had Medicaid. Really? Oh, it's horrible. But um, I completely for. Oh, so anyway, a a CPAP is not a life saving device. And you would get calls. I mean, we would tell people when I was training a new employee or we were training because I didn't do all the training. But when we were training a new employee for the department, I'm like, you're not a member of the team until you've killed somebody. And they're like, what? And I'm like, you're not a member of a team. You're not a member of the team. You haven't, you haven't fucking popped your cherry until a patient tells you that they're going to die <laughs> because CPAPs aren't life-saving devices. You can survive for years and years and years. You can do fucking fine with sleep apnea. It just sucks. Right. And it impacts a variety of other areas of your health. But, and people are like, oh my God, if you take this machine, I'm going to die. Oh my God, you want to kill me? You want that on your conscience? You're going to kill my father. My father's going to die if you take a CPAP. And I'm like, CPAP's not considered a life-saving device. You need to use your CPAP adequately to make your compliance or give that shit back. Oh, shit. I don't care. Well, if they weren't using it to make their compliance, clearly. That's the thing that drove me fucking in just nuts. So here's here's how amazing the technology is. You get a CPAP machine. That machine communicates wirelessly, right? Basically like a cell phone through cell phone technology. It sends every 24 hours, it sends your usage data to a server that I can access and I can look at your data and see how you use your machine. Insurance companies then require you to use your machine at a certain level in order for them to pay for it. That's what I did for a long time for Medical West before I came the department manager was evaluate people's compliance, reach out, do patient outreach, look at their compliance and say, look, you know, this is where you're at. This is where you need to be in order for your insurance to pay for it. And, you know, try to troubleshoot what kind of issues that they're having. And people are like, you can't take my machine. I need it. I'm like, your compliance is 3% in the last 60 days. You're not using it. Don't fucking tell me you need it. You liar. You ignorant piece of shit. Oh, you God. want it. You don't need it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm going to personally repo your CPAP. Fuck, I hated that job. Oh, we did too, man. We fucking, we're, our tech will be there on Thursday to pick it up. Oh, you didn't personally repo it? Mm -mm. There, no. There have been times where uh, you would tell a customer to bring you a piece of something to fund their car deal. Mm -hmm. And if they wouldn't do it, you would have to repo the car. Wow. And what I worked before was called subprime, so it was people with credit issues. So, subprime people, they don't normally pay their bills, so they don't normally comply with just about anything. 
So we've. Why would we give them a car? Well, because you need transportation. But you're sub. But, but, it's if the bank will do it. So when somebody's like, "Hey, I'll do this," and you're like, "All right, I'm taking you for your word," and they don't do it, well, you have to take back your word. Yeah. Because your word was contingent upon them do, uh, holding you up their end of the bargain. Property. We had an agreement. You didn't hold up your side yeah, of your so end of the agreement. So I'm taking your fucking car back. Yeah, but yeah. Like those people. It's Bye. not your. It's not your car at that point. It's our car because you didn't do what it took to make yeah. it yours. Well, it's not your car until the title is in your safe. Until we send you, the, it's not your fucking car, dude. We've had to pick up cars before, and that could be fucking daunting. Yeah. And we had somebody whose car we were trying to repo. And Don't you have commandos who just go and do that at 3 we, o'clock in the We morning? did not. It was we'd send a porter to do it. A Normal, porter. A porter. So somebody that was responsible for cleaning cars. Okay. Those poor guys that had the worst job at the dealership, they would have to go repo cars. They no! would be put in harm's Oh, that's how it went. So there was one day we we're, this guy comes to the dealership and we're like, well, you didn't do this, so we're taking the car back. He's in the car at the dealership. He's like, fuck, no, you're not. So he drives off the lot with the car, and we're like, you just stole that car. Yeah, call the police. So we call the cops. This idiot goes literally across the street to a mattress store. So no, to buy a mattress he can't afford? We follow him over there. They box him in, and he's like, oh, I'm going to whoop some ass now. <laughs> Runs out of the store and is like, who's getting fucked up? I'm gonna whoop your ass. You can't take my car. That's my car. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, you didn't do what it took to make it your car. So then he decides he's not gonna kick anybody's ass. He's gonna go back into the mattress store. Goes back into the mattress store. The police show up, and we're like, "Oh yeah, he stole the car. Now he's hanging out in the store." And he's like, at that point, he's like, "Just take the car. I don't even fucking want it." Like stomping his feet. This is some bullshit. Did they arrest him for auto- grand theft auto? No, at that point they didn't. Well, they did the right thing. I mean, I mean, the guy's a dickhead, but they, he doesn't they, deserve to go to prison they, for stealing. They a could car. have arrested him for it, right? Um, and it, it's one of those things. Like, if we wouldn't have got it back right then and there, oh yeah, they absolutely would have pressed charges because, dude, you're you're a dickhole, right? That stuff happened all the time. I've got a dickhole. Yes. Yeah. Most people do yeah. that have dicks. Yeah, most people that have dicks. <laughs> If not, you might have, like, you know, a catheter or something. Technical uh, difficulty. We had a power surge here. The neighbor was probably electrocuting himself. Yeah. How funny yeah. would that be it's if that was the fucking case? Just shit, car batter, just fucking jumper cables, <laughs> one on each testicle. <laughs> not, well, if it was a car battery, we wouldn't have an issue. It's because he stuck it into the light socket, you uh, fucking greedy bitch. Yeah, I need more power. <clears throat> I need more power. <laughs> more power shooting lightning out of your cock. <laughs> How powerful would you be? Best superpower ever. I can shoot like, you lightning. imagine Zeus just fucking masturbating, you know, over the over the clouds. Lightning bolt. Apparently he was doing that and getting motherfuckers pregnant down oh, here. Oh, man, yeah. He was a whore. He was, he was a dick. whore. Total dickhead. Yeah. You know what's so funny? So That Herod didn't leave him? I know, right? These, these uh, He was a Greek god, right? Yes. It, it, I didn't know, because Romans had the planet gods, yeah. Yeah, so the, the Roman the Roman pantheon is based on the Greek pantheon, essentially. Yeah, no, I understand that, but they, don't, they, they don't, named don't the mothership. Don't fucking shit. condescend me. Don't, I'm not don't, trying don't, to. Don't you just held your hand well, they, out they, they named, like you were fucking condescending me. They named him something else. <laughs> So yes, because you had Ares and Mars, that correct. was the god of war for well, you know, for Greece and Rome respectively. Yeah. So 
Zeus was banging everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys made up these gods and then decided they weren't that great. They're really strong and stuff, but they're, they're you know, they practice infidelity and all kinds of ignorance. Well, no, shit. because essentially what they did is they said that, you know, sort of the concept of, you know, gods are like people. So they look like people and they have the foibles of people. Wasn't Isn't it funny, though? Because, like, you know, the regular Christian thing, we're like, oh, our God's perfect. He doesn't do that. Right. He, he just doesn't do it. Right. And they're like, oh, no, our gods would bang it out with people or yeah. whomever would basically walk by. Yeah. There's borderline rape. They didn't call it that. They're like, no, he took her. <laughs> like to the movies? Right. <laughs> we would like to think that. And then he lay with Hercules' mother. Hot. Super hot. I've got a boner right now. So my brother and I sound almost identical. And... I used to date this chick named Tina who was so fucking hot. To this day, we refer to her as Hot Tina. And Tina would call up to the house, and I'd be like, hello? And then she would just start talking because she just would assume that I was Bob. And it was awesome. <laughs> and then she's like, I might be pregnant. And you're and like, then, yeah. And then I'd just let her go for a minute, and I'd be like, oh, this is Mike. Let me get Bob for you. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. That's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. We fucking totally derailed from the embarrassing we did, family stories. I've embarrassed stuff. you. No, no. With at my all. performance on this episode. No, we embarrassed each other because both of us were like, oh, these are my genetics. Yeah. Do you guys feel bad for us now? Yeah, I don't, you know what? I don't want people's fucking sympathy. No, I can't wait. We're going to get hate mail, though, because there have been a couple comments. Yeah, whatever. We fuck nev- off. We never even get it. I know. I'm giving you the guy. Here, who wears the pants podcast at gmail.com. Send us your hate mail. Yeah. Spirit, see, 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 go back and listen to the episode where I talk about cultural appropriation. Do that one, or you can do the one, the last one where we talked about airplane keys. Yeah. Oh, man. Fucking Stanley. <laughs> Brought to you by Stanley. So, yeah, I know we've I've talked about this before on the show, but I finally watched that Netflix documentary about Rachel Dolezal, the, uh, you know, the, the head of the Spokane NAACP who is a cracker and, you know, pretended to be an African-American, which is unfair of me to say she identifies as an African-American. Fascinating documentary. Really, really interesting. We just watched Evil Genius. Yeah. Have you watched that one? Uh, the one with, oh, the dude who blows up? Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. That was fucking yeah. crazy. I thought it was a fake. So, uh, I so, thought it was a fake. There's no way. There's a real bomb. And then, right. Oh, so good. You saw him blow up. Yeah, I know. It was digged up. That was so fucked. What was crazy about that is there's some fucking like schizophrenic lady mm-hmm. that was the head of the whole thing. Yeah, no. She's like, hey, no, no, we can do this. We're going to blow this head up because, because I need $250,000 <laughs> so you can kill my dad. <laughs> no, but before before I get sidetracked, we're watching we're watching the documentary and um, she uh, she goes on a show called The Real, which is all women of color.